And thanks, thanks worship team. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Good to see y'all this morning. Everybody have a good week this week. Enjoy the weather. A little better than it had been. We we sure enjoyed it. It was we we need the rain. We appreciate the rain. We're getting to enjoy the 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 rain this morning, you know, again. It's a blessing. I was telling Chad this morning that we have some calves we're feeding and I was doing it in the dark and I wasn't paying attention. I just took my first shovel and scooped it and I heard a big slosh. I'm like, oh man, I got to clean the mess up. (laughs) But it's a blessing this morning. uh, Oh man, I I just have something on my heart that, uh, that I just is dear to me. And that uh, I pray that each of y'all uh, hear hear the Father's heart, not not Tyler for sure. Um, I'm going to start. If y'all want to turn there to First Corinthians two. Um. You know, just just in me, just just stirring in me is just the simplicity of the gospel, and keeping things just simple. Um, and I feel like as I was praying, seeking the Lord, the last few days, I just feel like that there's can be two different um, places that people can be. Um, dealing with or, or walking in, and I felt like one of them is is there's a group of people that are already walking this way, but just to in, be encouraged to not to not uh, to not give up the fight. If that makes sense, I just want to encourage you this morning that uh, the Lord loves the simplicity. Jesus loves the simple. As he talks so much about, he made himself lowly as a servant. He was low-minded. He was humble. All these things. And uh, we have heard these things, and we, I think sometimes we think we know these things. And what does even the word know mean, you know? What, is that, what does that mean? To me, as I as I study scripture, to intimately know something, it's it's to like to to have it. Does that make sense? And I don't I don't have it. But I'm asking the Lord that He He helps me know some areas of His in heart and His intentions that I don't that I don't have. And uh and then I think there's some people that uh I don't know. I'm gonna say the spies, but just just want to be used so much. Maybe that's a better way to put it. They they want to be. They want God to use them so much that they are despise the little things. So y'all hear me making sense? The simple things. The what we see is menial. You know, um, who in here believes that? Uh, 
cleaning up after your children is spiritual. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's, it's uh, who in here believes coming in this church without anybody asking, like, what will happen Saturday? Well, I'm talking about a time when no one asks you to do something. No one says we're going to do this. It just, no, and you don't even tell anybody. You just show up and you clean the church or you clean a bathroom or you clean up a mess. And you don't tell anybody about it. That makes sense? Does that seem real spiritual? It's close to the Father's heart. And these are things close to his heart that... Uh, that I, I just stir, stirs in me because I want to be a servant. And I haven't been at times, but I want to be. And I'm not saying I own these things. I'm just saying well, this is what I feel like is on the Father's heart. And this is something that we can never get away from. You never graduate out of. You never get to a place where you're like, well, I'm... I'm good enough. I don't got to clean up after someone else, right? And if Jesus demonstrates this to us in Scripture, and he washes the disciples' feet, and he talks to the woman at the well, and we see all these circumstances of his life and his footsteps and his imprints in life, why do we think, and we're, we would all say this, I think, that I don't think like that but our actions are louder than any sermon I can preach, right? So I can say certain things, but if Tyler doesn't live this in my daily walk, then people are going to be like, you know, I don't want to follow that. You know, does that make sense? So I, I just feel this passion of the Lord that to not look down on the small menial things in your life. I want to encourage you that God sees all the things nobody else sees. God sees all the prayers, all the times on your face, all the weeping, all the sacrifices, all the things to not get discouraged to one side of the, of the people. And then the other people, it's okay to be simple. It's okay to just be a lover of Jesus. He's going to use you. When you love him, he's going to use you. Um, but I just pray you, you guys really hear, hear the Lord this morning and not, not me. <clears throat> I've been, we went to, uh, I had to haul a horse off Friday and got back last night. And. We went, and we, we've had a long week, and it took a lot to, I had to have this horse prepared and, and, and with other things, and, and it took a lot, not out of, not just me, but my wife and every one of the children to, to work this thing out, and as we went and we delivered this horse, um, when we left, Everything inside of me wants to tell me, you got to get back. You got, and I just knew the Lord was telling me, I want you to bless your family. I want you to chill out. I want you to stay the night. And I want you to see what they want to do and do 
whatever that is. And, and to each individual. And uh, does that seem real spiritual? Does that seem real like it, it's, it's the Father's heart, I believe. <clears throat> do we know, do we know the, uh, the heart of our wives or the wives, you know, the heart of your husband? Or do you know the heart of your children? What's weighing on them? What's, what's troubling them? What's, what's their, what they're going through? What, what they need? You know, it talks about washing my wife with the word. Like, how am I going to do that if I don't know where she's at? If I'm so focused on what I'm doing or... And it could be a good thing. You know, it can be ministry or whatever it can be. It can be such a good thing. But do I, do I know what's on their mind? transcending into the body do i know what's on everyone else's mind do i know what you guys are dealing with even if i'm not right there with you do i do i do am i on my face but to be on my face i gotta know you as chad was sharing earlier about the home groups like there's this place of knowing each other and knowing relationally our our body our people to be able to to carry something to the Father's feet and go, Jesus, please. I'm on my face for my brother and my sister. They need an encounter. They need a breakthrough. They need you. But I got to know them. Does that make sense? And intimately knowing something. So as I was watching, we pulled up to this hotel and I watched... Lindsay and the kids get out. Anybody in here, a parent that uh, you're, you've been told, I've been told my whole life, they're going to grow up a lot faster than you think. Do you ever look and all, all of a sudden, oh my gosh. They're about gone, you know. Has anybody in here ever, ever had that moment, you know? And uh, I'm just like, oh Jesus. This life ain't about me. It's about you. And what am I doing with it? You know, the simple things. You know, my wife wanted to get her nails done. Does that seem real spiritual? It is. It's really, it's real spiritual. <laughs> and uh, my kids wanted to go look for stuff and get things and, um, it's kingdom, you know. These are things I'm having to learn to walk in because I've lived a lot of my life, and I would have never said this before, focused on me. I thought I was, you know, trying to follow the Lord, you know, if <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like sometimes Jesus sits back and looks at me and is like, man, you'll get it one of these days. <laughs> but... uh I think sometimes we deceive ourselves in thinking we're further and we're doing more than we really are. Does that make sense? And to know him, it's going to take something to know him. And to be used to him, he's going to really value those who steward things well. How does that, what does that look like? Like, like we hear that, so, so, what, so explain that to me, what that looks like step by step. 
Well, I just did. Cleaning the bathrooms at the church. Cleaning the house for your wife when she's gone and she never knows and you never say nothing. And I'm coming from the husband's side of point of view. Wise. You're not off the hook either. There's things there. And then knowing that for our children. And if we want our children to walk after kingdom, this is how we teach them through our walk and our response to things. And so, just really is burning in me that we, like I said, if those that are already doing that, I want to encourage you to not, to not get discouraged. The Lord's seeing you and He's seeing, seeing all those things. And, and those that, that aren't quite seeing it and just need a mind shift, just a mindset shift to, to seeing things a little different. So in First Corinthians 2.2, 2, He says, For while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, Jesus, the crucified Messiah. It's pretty simple. It's just about Jesus. It's just about him. We got to get to know him. We got to get to know the word and we got to get to know these things to know his intentions, his heart, his pattern, his life. What's the intentions of the father? It's a unified, restored family, right? How do we get to that place? We lay ourselves down and we consider someone else's needs and what they need and what they want. And there's a lot of this, there's a lot of in here that I'm sharing that I've had to repent of and, and I continually have to. It's not like I repented and now I've got it all. Man, I got to continually repent. Lord, help me, help me be this. And then in our family and then in, into your realm and your atmosphere, what does that look like? What does that look like for you on a daily basis? When I don't necessarily have to work around very many people, there's just a, a couple and then they're, they're such a blessing that it's really, I'm blessed on my end. I, on their end, there's probably a lot of suffering. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, there's a lot of you in here that, that work in places where you work with a lot of different people that aren't where you are in the Lord and doesn't have a hunger for God like you do. So how do we live a life that creates and attracts this hunger with someone else? And I believe it's just the menial things that we don't think about. It's, it's the boss that sees his hand struggling with something and he goes, go ahead and go home and I'll take care of this and I'll stay longer so you can go spend time with your family. Does that make sense? It's the worker that says... Hey, boss, I know you've been this and this and that, working hard. I'm going to get there earlier so I can be a blessing. You can spend time with your family. Does that make sense? And as we begin to flow that in, in our atmosphere, be men and women of integrity and out there in life, <clears throat> and that's going to attract them and go, I'm attracted to those people. Does that make sense? These people are a, a, a different realm as we all know like we all know in today's culture as chad was sharing about our like the farming culture like 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 when when 
when Jesus was teaching these parables, it was a lot in farming and working and with our hands. Well, there, we don't have that culture anymore. And so when you live a different way, you're going to look abnormal. You're not going to look, look, going to be a people that not everybody's going to want to be like, ugh. I like their character. I just don't know if I want to do that, <laughs> you know. But let's be a people that attracts, attracts these things. Because that's, to me, what I see Jesus as he walked. As he worked with his, his dad and things until he went into the last three years of his life. The different ones that I read about in the Old Testament when God spoke to them and they were just doing the menial things in life, being stewards of things, taking care of the sheep and the flocks, because if they didn't, then, then people didn't eat, correct? And so I just want to encourage you in these things. Um, So I've learned from my experience, this is Psalms 116.6, that God protects the childlike and humble ones, for I was broken and brought low, but he answered me and came to my rescue. We're just thinking about the, uh, the things sometimes in our minds that we want to achieve and we want to get to and want to, we want to be see these great things, we want to be evangelists, we want to get out and have all these great moves of the Lord. But what if we changed one heart at a time and that one heart changed two hearts and those two hearts changed four hearts? Does that make sense? All of a sudden it gets real big and there's, there's a great impact in the kingdom when we, when we take care of the small details, anybody's dad or anybody in here, did they ever tell you that pay attention to the little details? Anybody ever tell you that? I was told that a lot. Um, and that's important in the kingdom. If we'll, if we'll pay attention to the, to the small things and, but I think he wants us to cherish to hold, to, to really hold tight the, the things that we think that are weak, the, the, way, the things that we think that aren't significant, the things that we think are simple. What we may call simple, he may call great in the kingdom. Hold fast those things. Do those things, not, not out of just I got to do a duty. Do these things out of your heart. When I was... I remember in my early 20s, I was working at this place, and uh, my daily routine consisted of getting at work at 3 in the morning, cleaning stalls. There's a couple people in here who knows what that means, but uh, if you've never done that, you ought to. You'll enjoy that, because if you don't clean them for a few days, you'll wear an aroma that's... Um, you won't want to be around. They won't, people won't want you around. Like it just sticks to you. And if you do it and try to skip steps, 
then you're going to make your job, whoever's coming behind you, a lot harder. And so I had like 10 stalls to clean, about 50 horses to tie up, and cattle to settle, and horses to warm up by 5 o'clock for the boss to come out of this house, drive his truck to the barn, step on his first horse. And if I did not have that ready, I was in trouble. My, we worked 50 head by two. I went and checked the ranches, 50 section ranches, came back. And it, sometimes at midnight, I was having to start two-year-olds. While he went to the house at about 7 o'clock that afternoon. The next morning, I'd do it again at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock next morning. For a day or two, that's okay, but after a season, that gets, anybody say that'll wear you out physically? And then once you're physically wore out, your mind starts getting a sour heart. I was getting a sour heart. And I was out there one morning cleaning these stalls, and I'm thinking, why am I? Well, by, by now, when this happened, I was fast forward, married in my 30s and had children. And I'm like, isn't somebody else supposed to start doing the, the, the low stuff? Like, why am I still doing this? And, but I'm still expected to, to train all the horses now. And uh, the Lord gave me that scripture in Colossians where it says, do what all you do unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I asked the Lord to help me do it with a grateful heart. And I didn't understand that. In that moment, I could have been doing this the rest of my life. God sees those moments. And I just want to encourage you. In your life, you may have a stall. You may have an area where you feel unappreciated, where people aren't um, seeing you and they're using you and they're, they're taking advantage of you. If you'll keep doing it to the Lord, He sees he sees what you're doing as long as your heart's right. Don't do something for something. Do something because you love Jesus. Does that make sense? Do something because you want to know him in such a way. And if Jesus laid his life down in these daily things, then we should have this desire and hunger he says, those who hunger and thirst, come after me, and you will be filled. I want to know, I want to know him. And uh, you're always and dearly loved by God in Colossians 3.12. So robe yourself with virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable, and your patience with others. And when I was reading this, you know, to, to robe myself with these virtues is going to take going through these things. I'm not going to have them. I'm not going to own them until I have to walk through them. Until I have an opportunity to be there. And uh, I believe Jesus will reveal himself 
to us in these things that, that we don't think are important sometimes. But he's revealing his heart to us. And just like my children and my wife, when I take time to know what they need, what they want. My wife was just telling me yesterday something that's been around her heart that she's been wanting to do, but she hadn't taken time to even see what she wanted because it was she was always trying to be a blessing to others in the home. Well, you know how bad I felt when I heard that? I'm like, boy, I haven't been paying attention, you know. And but what do I do? All I gotta do is Lord I repent. But I'm not gonna let this go away. I'm gonna help her pursue the things that's on her heart. I wanna help pursue the things that are on my children's heart. And I'm gonna end with the scripture in uh, in Matthew eighteen two through five. Verse 1, it says, At the time, at that time, the disciples came to ask Jesus, Who is considered to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom realm? Jesus called a little one by his side and said to them, Learn this well, unless you dramatically change the, your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. And if you tenderly care for this little one by, by, on my behalf, you are tenderly caring for me. And I was just thinking about, uh, we, you know, if we'll keep our focus on Christ Jesus, we'll recognize the ones that are struggling, the ones that are having a lowly time in that moment, the childlike ones. And we need to recognize and see those and pursue them and encourage them. As Chad was talking about the ox and, and, and carrying, he's talking, relating that to Jesus carrying us, but I was thinking about, am, am I coming to a place where I can carry someone else? Does that make sense? Can I, can I carry another person that needs me to carry them? Or am I just looking back and going, well, I'm, I got to work on me. Hope, hope you get it. Good luck, you know. And that sounds harsh, but, but do we do that in our actions sometimes? Lord Jesus, I want to be someone that can help carry someone else. I want to help carry their load. I want, I want them to be able to yoke up with me. In order to do that, I have to truly be all about Jesus and not about where I am or what God's showing me or what God's doing in me. I mean, it'll come out. Let's, let's be a people that embraces the simplicity of washing someone's feet, of taking care of the needs of the body, and seeing the needs in our home. How can we be that? How can we fulfill the ministry in those simple, small things? 
that makes sense to you guys? And I just, like I shared, I, I really just want to encourage those that are, that are doing that and feel, feel uh, way down, you know, and hard and walking through some things. And then I want to encourage the others that maybe haven't seen that side and just, I just want to encourage you that that's big, that's big things. And if y'all will just stand with me, I'll just pray and pray for our meal. I can shut up, y'all, and enjoy your food. <laughs> oh, clothing swap today. Awesome. Well, Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Father, for who you are. We just praise you. We thank you that, Father God, that, uh, that our lives will represent you, Jesus, and that we'll pursue you and we'll pursue being a blessing to each other. And Lord Jesus, start giving us a hunger. We desire a hunger to know you in every aspect. Lord, give, the, give, the, give us a hunger to know you and to be a blessing to others in the things that nobody wants to do. Let us see the needs of our brothers when they need something. That we're raising, the mothers are raising the daughters to, to fulfill that and, and they'll start seeing that in the body and they'll see a need and they'll go fulfill it and not say anything. Or the dads are raising sons that are going to want to walk like their dads and see a need and go fulfill it without anybody saying or asking or putting it out there. Lord, help us be like you, Jesus. Help us watch each other's feet. Help us love you in such a way that it transcends to the body and to each other. Let us be like children. Lord, we thank you for this food we're about to partake. Thank you, Father, for this community. Thank you for the fellowship. I just thank you for what you're doing in us and through us and around us. And we praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.